This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. All right, you don't have to be anybody but yourself because God's just going to be who He is and He delights in how He made you and you just be who you are. All right, and uh, if you're not worried about what people are thinking about you, and remember, everybody's thinking something about you or I all the time, you know. Uh, but what matters most is what God thinks about us, and what we think about us, you know. So uh, God loves you just the way that you are. God takes us just the way that we are, you know. Uh, he always has better in mind for us, but he's willing to wait till we change our mind and agree with him. And there's no pressure where that's concerned, all right? God's not the God of pressure. Uh, now, there's plenty of pressure in what we're going to talk about today, problems and promises. Um, let me uh, define, this is out of the dictionary. It says, a problem is a question proposed for a solution. All a problem is, is it, is it presents the question with the purpose in, you know, in, in the direction of proposing a solution. Uh, problems, a lot of times we don't see them that way. We just think that, you know, that we let problems define us. You know, the trouble it brings, the difficulties, the situation, circumstances, relations. You know, uh, everybody experiences problems because life has questions, doesn't it? You know, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the moment uh, that a child begins in their development, their growth, one of the first words that they have after mama and daddy or papa, however they say it, is why? Why? Yeah, it's a question. Why? Uh, that's just part of the uh, of the development and the growth, and it's it's just basic and fundamental to lie, is that uh, that is that there are going to be problems, uh, but there are also promises. Now I want to read out of Psalms 37, one through five, and this is out of the Passion uh, Bible. Now listen. I've been through all of the different, you know, arguments about the different translations and, you know, what is the Word of God and, you know, the official, uh, the official um, translation, you know. Jesus was not English. He was Hebrew. He spoke Aramaic and the Hebrew language. Uh, and the Bible is translated... Uh, out of the Aramaic and Hebrew language as well as uh, the Greek. Now, um, so that's going to eliminate a lot of these and thys and thous. And that's all right. You know, it's a wonderful, beautiful, and colorful uh, language, but it's not the only. You know, God is, God is big enough, you know, and if you look at it was God that scattered all of the people at the Tower of Babel, and some spoke Chinese. God speaks and understands Chinese. Some speak Spanish. God 
knows and speaks and understands Spanish. Uh, God, I'm sure, sometimes scratches his head over us as Americans. However, God speaks and knows and understands uh, in American English because American English isn't always the same uh, as English English. I have an English uh, father-in-law and, uh, uh, and, he's, and he mentioned one time that he thought he might bring his woolly pulley with him. You get me woolly pulley, will you? It's like, what's a woolly pulley? It's a sweater. All right, so there are even different ways, you know. We won't even get down there with gravy and biscuits and how y'all talk down here. All right. So, so, so permit the Passion Translation uh, today. It's a wonderful, just listen. It says, don't follow, verse 1, don't follow after the wicked ones or be jealous of their wealth. Now, you know, now God loves everybody. And wicked is, is, uh, is, comes from the terminology like we get wicked for, wick, wicker furniture. Just twisted. You know, folk, sometimes, sometimes I've been pretty twisted in how I've thought and how I've believed and how I've treated other people. All right? So it says, don't follow after wicked ones or be jealous of their wealth. Don't think for a moment that they're better off than you. They and their short-lived success will soon shrivel up and quickly fade away like grass clippings in the sun. You know, uh, the phrase success is short-lived. It's short-lived in this life. There'll be problems. And don't think for a minute that somebody that appears to have no problems has no problems. All right? That's, you know, if they don't now, they will soon because all of our success in this temporary life is short-lived life will present greater problems more questions will arise I don't have the same questions at 59 that I had at 18 or even 33 life uh, life, uh, challenges uh, us at in a different measure in a different in a different way at different stages and phases. So success is short-lived. New problems will arise in in everyone's journey through this life. And they make us question, don't they? Problems make us question. That's what they are, a question proposed for a solution. You know, uh, some of the fundamental questions in life, why, who, what, when, where, how. Problems, though, can be a prompt, if you will, towards a solution, and that's what they should do. They prompt us uh, towards a solution, a prompt simply being, you know, uh, you know a little push in the right direction, uh, 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 a wake-up call. Uh, something happens, and all of a sudden we have that, you know, aha moment, you know, that a problem presents to realize, I need a solution, all right? Um, so problems make us question. Now, it, it is, is not just uh, what's important when problems come is, uh, is from where we're going to get a solution. More importantly, who we're going to look to for a solution. Because there are answers. There are all kinds of answers in the world. And some of them work better than others. Some of them 
don't work hard at all. Not for good. Not for, you know, not for, uh, you know, our benefit. You know, if you've ever, if, if you've ever tried to find your solution, you know, in this ditch, you'll find out it creates its own sets of problems. Yes. True. You know, chemically induced happiness is short-lived success. It creates a problem of having to more and different problems. The other side of things you can, you know, the other ditch is that, uh, you know, is that we can think that we have it all together, maybe have a good bit of it together, you know, uh, where that is concerned. But there are always unintended consequences to you having total control over everything and everyone in your life. Needless to say, we don't need to stay there. I won't want to live in either ditch. I'd like to get in the middle of the road. And you'll find, you know, the wonderful thing is that God will jump right down in the middle of everything. He's not a scared of a mess. He's not afraid of problems. He's not afraid of trouble. Matter of fact, you know, uh, uh, he uh, will make himself known. This is a wonderful promise. He said righteousness or the right way, God's way, has appeared to all Men, you know, I think back over your journey in life, you know, when you had, uh, you know, when you face certain problems, the devil shows up and God shows up. You know, your, you know, your friends that just say, listen, you know, here's what you need to do. And then, you know, the religious nutcake that's been praying for you shows up and say, I think this is what you need to do. God and the devil will show up, sometimes with skin on. All right? Oh, most times, because that's how God works. You know, a lot of times I say, I just wish I could see God. Well, maybe God is that, you know, crazy cousin or the, you know, or the bothersome aunt or the, you know, that person on the job, that holy roller, you know, hoity-toity, you know, religious freak, uh, uh, that just keeps popping up, you know. I remember one time praying with people and said, <laughs> praying for folks, and, and they said, you know, man, I picked up a hitchhiker, and the fool started talking to me about Jesus. I had stopped the car and get him out. I said, I can't go nowhere. What God's everywhere. <laughs> said, I knew I shouldn't have picked up that person. <clears throat> but God has uh, over 7,000 promises for every and any uh, problem that would arise, there's more than one or two or even three promises, uh, answers uh, for our life. When we turn towards God, we find that God has already turned towards us. I mean, the, the instant. Now, you know, and, and here's, a, here's a wonderful promise that we have. In the Bible, it says there is therefore no condemnation, and that word therefore is a fun is a is a uh, is an English word, but it's ta- it it talks about what Jesus did for us, what what the Lord did for us in and through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. The condemnation, our condemnation, being condemned to the consequences of our choices being condemned to the consequences of our choices was taken to the cross 
and and get, and God gave us the option to choose life rather than death, the blessing rather than the curse, to let God fix it, to let God have it, to let God's solution be Jesus. The Bible says he took upon himself. He who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. The trade at the cross is that he takes all of our failures and shortcomings and we get all of his success. And it's an even exchange. It's not a fair deal. But it's a good option. It's a great opportunity. Forget about paying for it yourself. That's why it says there is no, there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus and are led by the Spirit of God. Now, it doesn't mean there isn't any condemnation because there is. The devil will condemn you. And actually, when you start turning towards God, the devil will say, you know, well, who do you think you are that God would accept you after all you've done? And look at you now, da-da-da-da-da. I don't know. I just think God gets a kick out of stuff and has fun uh, with things like that. Amen. I really do. I, I think that... Uh, uh, that he enjoys us. You know, I think about my children. I remember uh, I picture Lissa holding on to Kyle. We were trying our best to potty train him. And, and I can't tell you the number of times the little knock on the trailer door. We lived in the trailer park down there. And uh, the knock on the trailer door, they'd be out playing. And he was trying so hard. And she was helping, three years old, helping, the, you know, the year and a half year old or whatever. And she'd op he'd open up the door. She's banging on it, open up the door. And there he'd stand, you know, and his britches were wet all the way down almost to his knees. She'd go, brother has to go to the bathroom and say, well, it kind of looked like that brother already had. And sometimes I think that, you know, uh, and we chuckle about that. It wasn't no big deal. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, it was part of, of it's become part of our, our family and, and the life that we live. And I think it's the same way with uh, God. You know, sometimes we, we come in and we think, you know, we've been so bad and messed up so strong. And, you know, I mean, and we got the evidence all over us. And God says, you know, I know you're trying. Come on in here. We're going to get this right. Eventually, we're going to get it right. And God marks it down as when you show the movie of your life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that'll be the private showing between you and him. And God will say, I, I saved you from a bunch of stuff. Boy, you know, you need to know. You didn't know then how much I loved you and that love covered a multitude of all that stuff. How much I loved you. I didn't see it that way. To me, it was you were trying real hard and, and, and you're mine and I love you. And we're going to get it right. And, you know, I'll tell you what now, you know, uh, both of them are, you know, upper, uh, upper 30s and 40s, and, and, and they learn just fine. For as I know, the, uh, you know, uh, potty training is, is still in effect. It went well. <laughs> you know, the number one problem in life is that there is a liar who lies to us. And he's intent to deceive us. He challenges God. He's trying to deceive us into thinking that God is the problem. Uh, he, he, he calls into question somehow that God is withholding and holding out on us. You remember he, 
told the first man and first woman, he says, well, has God said, did, really, did God really mean, you know, all this stuff he told you for good? God might be lying about what you think he might have said. You know, he questions the promise by calling into question the heart, the good intent of the promiser. <clears throat> it translates maybe a little bit more understandable. It says, can you really trust God? Should you trust God to keep his promise and his word? Did God really mean what he said? You know, the, the scripture here, uh, a little further down here, verse number four, it says, keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in his eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will be secure, feasting on his faithfulness. You'll see that God is faithful to his promise. But, we, but there's, this, there's this traveling with trust. There's some promises that it's not going to be an instantaneous thing. It's going to take some time to prove out true. You know, I took God at his word when I knelt at an altar and, and, and prayed to prayer and trusted God with my heart and with my life to save me. Saved means rescued from, but it also means, means uh, delivered from, but also delivered to something. You know, I think about this, that the cross having the final word. There was a point in a crossroad in my life. I'm sure many of your lives, maybe you're at that crossroad today. But I'm going to tell you what, that cross uh, stands at that crossroad. And when you choose God's way, you choose God's will. You choose to believe God's promise of what he did on this cross. It had the final word. In an instant, I did not any longer belong to the devil. Sin lost its power over me in an instant. That took a while for some of that to work out from what happened on the inside to the outside. You know, I feel led of the Lord right now. And I feel that... That, that some folks are very confused about the cross because you've heard a bunch of other world religions and right now those voices are competing uh, for your mind and for your heart. Remember uh, who gives us the answers. Says there are answers. You know, there are. One thing about the cross being the final word is that there is a peace and a settledness. I didn't understand it at the time. But, quote, when I got right with God, you know, just a peace came. The confusion and the chaos. Now, life would present many more problems. I didn't know how to live for God. I didn't live for God. I don't even know God. Knew about him. But when I accepted and said that I did want to know God, I knew there would be a lot more questions of how do you, you know. You know but, my, but my heart was... I'm going to try. Yes. Amen. And I, I just want to speak to that thing right, right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, I, I believe that there are religious spirits. I believe that, there, that behind the religions of the world are only to create confusion. And I just declare right now in the name of Jesus that you have a 
of free will, first of all. And if you really want to know, I mean, if you're honest in your heart, you know, my journey toward God was, God, if you're real, you need to prove it. I need to see it. I need to know it. And I'm not really looking so much where outward evidence is concerned. I need to know it inside of here. Amen. So if you really want to know the truth, you, he'll present it to you. The truth. There's lots of stuff that says, uh, you know, I'm the truth. This is the truth. But there's only one the truth. And Jesus said, I am the truth. Amen. Amen. It's true that other religions have presented other leaders and all those kinds of things. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that God would interrupt? And here's part of the proof of this. You know who you are and what your situation is. But right now, God took all this time, right out in the middle of a time when there's pressure to get this thing done and all that, to go directly to you and say, now, I know where you're at. I know where your mind and your heart is. And here's the proof that I'm offering you right now. I'm going to tell you the truth. But if you want it, it will, it will dawn on you. You can see it. If you want to stay, because sometimes the confusion allows us to remain in the chaos because we really don't want to know. Funny thing about confusion, it's never satisfied with just itself. It wants to have other, involve other folks. But so does the truth. The truth is never just satisfied to keep it to yourself. You want other people to know it and to become free. You'll never be free from all that confusion and the chaos that results out of that confusion until you know the truth. And you'll never know the truth until you want to know. Until you really want to know. Life has a way. You know, life has a way maybe of bringing us to the place of really wanting to know. We really don't want to till we really need to. I'm going to tell you the lie will cost you. More, it'll take you further than you want to go. It'll cost you more than you want to pay, and it'll keep you longer than you wanted to stay. Praise the Lord, everybody. All right. Uh, trust in the Lord. Fix your heart on the promises of God. God is merciful, kind, loving, gracious, and faithful. He wants to help. He does help, and he tells us the truth. His promises are true because God is true. And God is true to his promises. Every promise includes plans and provision, a successful solution for God's goodness and your well-being. Jesus, how many, you know, the, devil, the, the devil's not interested in your well-being at all. Okay? He, wants to, he wants to ultimately destroy your, you eternally. And he doesn't mind putting you through, the, through hell's paces while you're here on this earth. Now, Jesus is the ultimate solution for every problem of life. The Bible says here, give, uh, keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in his eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God. You will be secure, feasting on his faithfulness. Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life, and he will provide for you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct your life, and as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Give God the right to direct your life. Give your heart and your life to him. Give your heart, your life 
to Jesus and follow Jesus and let him help you. Let him be your God. Let him be your Lord. Trust him and take him at his word. God gives us grace and space and time to change our mind. But, but time has limitations. There's an expiration date on life. They use that term when they say he or she expired. Well, they didn't stop existing their time that they were allotted in this life expired. Because there's a time limit to every life. 120 years. Somewhere's inside of that. Some folks don't take full advantage of that. You know? Uh, uh, things happen. We're not... Uh, we don't know about tomorrow. Not one of us can sit here and say what's going to happen tomorrow. All the events, all of the happenings, everything that's going to take place tomorrow, only God knows that. Amen. So the Bible says, while it is today, don't harden your heart. Listen to his voice. Respond to the truth. For today is the day of salvation. When it's offered, you have to take it. Well, you don't have to, but you should. Why wouldn't we? Now, think of this. You might have had a totally different plan for your life, you know. There's lots of things to do on a Sunday, but here we are. All right. Somehow, some way, God got us all here. And God's saying what he's saying to us. You know, God gives us grace and space, time to change our mind. Whether we're, whether we whether we are trying to follow him or we're totally going in the opposite direction. God is good. He's kind. He gives us a time and space. But we all know when, when, when it, it somehow inside, in, there's an eternal clock that we begin to operate on and we know, you know, either that comes as a complete surprise uh, somewhat, but really there have been signposts along the way. You know, of when our frame begins to narrow and, we, and we're coming to a place of decision, we're coming to some sort of a crossroads, a crisis of change uh, in our life. That may be because things are happening on the inside. How about just on the, out, how about on the outside? How about just on the inside? I'm not, I'm not satisfied. I, I'm not, I desire something and I don't even know what it is. Maybe that's God. Maybe it's God. God gives us grace and space and time to change our mind. I, I feel very strongly that there are people here today that God's been dealing with not only your heart, but your mind. And I'm going to tell you, truth is, tr revelation of truth happens like this, that, that what previously we're looking through a glass darkly, it's like the curtain is drawn, and when revelation comes, light comes, you know, the curtain is pulled back and we see it. What's been there all along, we just didn't see it. And God reveals it, all right? God shows us. And, and it's clear. You have to make, you, you know, we, we come to a place of decision where God says, you need to choose. I've set it in front of you. Life and death, the blessing and the curse. You choose. Salvation or damnation, one or the other. Now, listen, and, and you know, uh, if you're, if you're, uh, you know, if you're like me, a lot of times 
you know, it kind of runs up on you. But you've been, you've been, you've been realizing the, sh- the scenery had changed, the landscape had changed, and you're not really surprised uh, at this point in time. If nothing else, it's just the ripples before the stop sign. You know, brr, 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 stop ahead. All right. There are signs all along the way. David told Solomon, he said, be careful, be attentive, be mindful, be especially attentive to all of, the, all of God's signposts on his roadmaps in life to keep his way, to find his way. God gives us grace and space, time to change our mind, to see things and see life his way, to choose him in his way in salvation. I want to read the scripture very quickly, and then we'll be uh, finished here today. And I want to thank you for such wonderful attention. I pray that uh, these words are worthy of attention. Romans 10 and 9 and 10. Again, this is out of, I'm going to read from 8. It says, but the faith righteousness we receive speaks to us in these words of Moses. God's living message is very close to you, as close as your own heart, beating in your chest and as near as the tongue in your mouth. God's not far away. We may want to get away or be away from God, but I'm going to tell you what, wherever you go, there God is. There you are, and there God is. God's never far away. His living message is very close to you. And what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of righteousness, of the righteousness of God, and then the mouth gives thanks to salvation. For the scripture encourages us with these words, everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. Pastor Ron's going to come and we're going to close out with this. Um, Have you done that? Are you doing that? You know, I've used this as an excuse before for my own life. Before I got saved and even conveniently kind of pulled it back out and I've used it for even after I got saved well I'm not really sure I really don't know what God wants me to do and all the while there were signposts and all the while God was working on the inside by his spirit and the witness of his word I knew what I needed to do needed to get straight with God just needed to surrender to God just needed to turn towards God with my whole heart which meant I'd be willing to trust Him in order 
In order to do that, there were times that I had to come to the end of, this ain't working. This, this just isn't working. It's not working on the inside. It's sure not working on the outside. And all that did was brought me to a place where I really wanted to know, God, what is it that you want me to do? You tell me the truth. I believe that whatever you tell me is going to be the truth. you got to make it plain enough for a country boy like me to understand. I've had God speak to me in the ditch. I've had God talk to me in the dark. I've had God speak to me in the pig pen. I've had God speak to me in the church. But God's always talking because he wants to help you wants to save and it's as near and as close to us this living message let me tell you something he will he will even when we're not faithful have no faith the Bible says he is faithful still because he cannot deny himself And I believe that when he looks at you, when he looks at me, he sees his image. He puts himself where you are. He took upon himself who you were. In order to save us and to make available to us such a great salvation. I wonder if you're here today. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. I'm going to ask you to be as honest as you know how. First of all, with yourself. Where are you? God asked Adam, Adam, where are you? There was that, that, that where are you was full of truth. It wasn't just where you were physically. It was where are you? Where are you? Why are you hiding? Why are you running away from me? I am not who the liar said that I was. See, because even in your trouble, I'm looking for you. Even when you're running, I'm running after you. Even when you don't want to see me, I want to see you. And not to and not to do you harm, but to do you good. To help you. I don't quit you because you're in trouble. I'm the first one to show up in a problem. Maybe you've never asked Jesus to take over your life. Never never trusted Him enough to give Him your whole heart. I want to invite you to do that right now. Maybe you're here today and you say, Well, I tried that. I did that once, but you know, where are you now? See, it's not what we did before. It's where are we right now? What are we doing right now and from here on. So let's pray this prayer, all of us together. And I'm going to ask you to be honest with yourself, be honest with God. And I can promise you this, when you turn towards God, you're going to find He's already turned towards you. All is forgiven. All, there's nothing you could have ever done or doing right now or will ever do that can change God's mind about you. It's all been forgiven. Love did that. Love does that. And love will do that throughout eternity. So I'm going to ask you today, please accept this great salvation that He offers you and I today. 
whatever you've been, wherever you've been, whatever you whatever you've done, it's who you are. It's God's interested in you more than all of the things that you there may be some this is for somebody. There may be some facts about you. But God knows the truth about you. Let me ask you, do you? Are you believing the lie of the facts about you? I've done this. I I feel this. But here's the truth about you. All's forgiven. You're loved. You're His. He wants you to trust Him right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, let's pray this prayer. Jesus, come into my heart. Take my whole life. As much as I know how, I give you all my heart. I give you all of my life. And I choose to turn from the devil and sin and condemnation and fear and shame and guilt. And Lord, I turn towards the cross of Jesus, the heart of God, the arms of a loving Father. I thank you, Lord, that those that turn to you will never be turned away from you. You'll never turn aside from us. You'll never turn us away from yourself. I trust that. I trust your word. So with my heart I believe. And with my mouth I confess. I'm saved. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.